Good afternoon, 21st century world. This is Radio Richard Ireland coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of At Life Itself. Here today you will find that the podcast has evolved another little step. I was thinking to myself that I've always been very conscious about speaking whether I would be, my voice would be accepted or not, or whether it would irritate people, all sorts of concerns, and also, do I speak in a stumbling kind of a way? Am I tripping over myself? So many concerns like this prevented me from uh, speaking a lot more often, I guess. Then I thought this morning about uh, what Khalil Gibran, the Lebanese writer, said in his book the prophet he said an even stumbling speech may strengthen a weak tongue yesterday I saw a man in the street an elderly man I guess he was close on 70 very tall man and he had two hospital provided walking sticks and I've noticed him for the last year or so and in the beginning when he used to come out with the walking sticks he was moving ever so slowly but the nice thing about this man is whenever you would say hello to him it was the warmest of hellos or replies you would receive there was a loveliness there is a loveliness in his voice and his voice is a very flat Irish countryside voice but you feel very warm when you receive his reply. And I've noticed how determined he is to walk better and better. And yesterday when I saw him, he was putting less and less pressure on the walking sticks. So I hope sometime soon he will be able to let them go. I have a feeling he may be a farmer. Then often it strikes me here in Ireland the elderly farming community, the old men especially, and the women both, seem to have a lot of pains, physical pains. Now even though the island of Ireland is certainly the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful places on the planet, there is something too sometimes about the rain <coughs> and the dampness that seems to get in your bones and can make you sore. And it often hurts me to see all men bent over or stumbling from side to side trying to walk. <clears throat> These have been very hard-working farmers throughout their life. And like elderly people here, they're very patient about their pains. They won't tell you about it. They would put up with it. They'll put up with it. That's why often when the elderly people are admitted into the AE or into hospital, you will see they will lie there in hours on the trolleys on the, in the AE and not complain a bit. And I had one time that in the hospitals here, the staff, the nursing staff, they always go to treat the younger patients first in the AE. And the simple reason is that they're so impatient and they complain about this and that. But the old people there, they just lie there quietly and wait. One time I took my mother in. She was 22 hours lying in the trolley in the hallway. She never complained a bit. 
Our destination country today is Andorra. And by way of introduction, I want to change a little from the website I was using. I will uh, have a look at Wikipedia, what it says about Andorra, and then you can go and check it out later for yourself, for an in-depth study. Andorra, officially the Principality of Andorra, also called Principality of the Valleys of Andorra, is a sovereign landlocked microstate in southwestern Europe. <clears throat> located, in, located in the eastern Pyrenees Mountains and bordered by France in the north and the Spanish Autonomous Community of Catalonia in the south. Created under a charter in 988, the present Principality was formed in 1278. It is known as a Principality and is a diarchy headed by two co-princes, the Catholic Bishop of Orel in Spain and the President of France. Andorra is the sixth smallest nation in Europe, having an area of about 101 square miles and a population of approximately 77,000. Andorra is the 16th smallest country in the world by land and the 11th smallest country by population. Its capital is Andorra la Villa. Is the highest is the highest capital city in Europe at an elevation of about 3,356 feet above sea level. The official language in Andorra is Catalan, although Spanish, Portuguese and French are commonly spoken. Andorra's tourism service an estimated 10.0 million visitors annually. It is not a member of the European Union, but the euro is the official currency. It has been a member of the United Nations since 1993, and the people of Andorra had the highest life expectancy in the world at 81 years, according to the Global Burden of Disease study. As I am always very interested in language, I will just talk a little about the etymology of the word Andorra. The origin of the word Andorra is unknown, although several hypotheses have been formulated. The oldest derivation of the word Andorra is from the Greek historian Polybius, who describes the Andosians, the Iberian pre-Roman tribe, as historically located in the valleys of Andorra and facing the Carthaginian army in its passage through the Pyrenees during the Punic Wars. The word Odessini or Odessinians may derive from the Basque Handi, whose meaning is big or giant. Andorian shows evidence of Basque language in the area. Another theory suggests that the word Andorra may derive from the old word Anora that contains the Basque word ur for water. Another theory suggests that Andorra may derive from Arabic aldura meaning the forest. When the Moors colonized the Iberian Peninsula, the valleys of the Pyrenees were covered by large tracts of forest, and other regions and towns also administrated by Muslims received this designation. Other theories suggest that the term derives from the Navarro, Arganese, and Dural, which means land covered with bushes or scrubland.
The folk etymology holds that Charlemagne had named the region as a reference to the biblical Canaanite valley of the Endor or Andor, where the Med Medinites had been defeated. A name also bestowed by his heir and son, Louis de Debonair, after defeating the Moors in the wild valleys of hell. Something about the prehistory of Andorra. There is evidence that there was a temporal settlement there around 10,000 BC as a passing place between the two sides of the Pyrenees. The seasonal camp was perfectly located for hunting and fishing by the groups of hunter-gatherers from Arige and Sergei. During the Neolithic age, the group of humans moved to the valley of Madru, nowadays natural park located in Escalades and declared by UNESCO World Heritage Site, site as a permanent camp in 6640 BC. The population of the valley grew cereals, raised domestic livestock and developed commercial trade with people from this area. Other archaeological deposits include the tombs of Segut and Felix de Mora, both dated to between 4900 to 4300 BC, as an example of the Urn culture in Andorra. The model of small settlements begin to evolve as complex urbanisms during the Bronze Age. Metallurgical items of iron, ancient coins and, rel and reliquaries can be found in the ancient sanctuaries scattered around the country. The sanctuary of Roc de la Bruse, Stone of the Witches, is maybe the most important archaeological complex of this age in Andorra, located in the parish of Canilio, about the rituals of funerals, ancient scripture, and engraved stone murals. All right, that's as far as I'll go with Andorra today. If you would like to learn more about it, drop by to Wikipedia or the uh, Andorra website itself. And anybody who is listening, who comes from Andorra and is listening in, I send you out a warm greeting and I have been delighted to be reading about your country. And uh, anybody also of Andorian ancestry. Here's a poem by Thomas Hardy In Days Gone By Long gone, my father's mother, who is now blessed with the blessed, would take me out to walk. At such a time I once inquired of her, how looked the spot when first she settled here? The answer I remember. Fifty years have passed since then, my child, and change has marked the face of all things. Yonder garden plots and orchards were uncultivated slopes, overgrown with bramble, bushes, firs, and thorn. That road and narrow path shut in by ferns, which almost trees obscured the passerby. Our house stood quite alone, and those tall firs and beeches were not planted. Snakes and eps swarmed in the summer days, and nightly bats would fly about our bedrooms. Heat croppers lived on the hills, 
and were our only friends. So wild it was when first we settled here. Okay, I'll leave it at that for now. It has been very good to be here with you on the air and to have your company. Take very good care of yourselves and those around you. And take good care of your pets, your dogs and your cats. And all, don't, and I would just say, don't over-treat dogs as if they're almost human. They're not. They love to be themselves. And remember, they love you unconditionally and will wait all day long for you and nearly knock you down when you come in the door. And if you have a cat, recognize the cat does not need you. He only uses you. He's happy that you treat him well, put him in a nice sunny spot and feed him. But compared to a dog, they are quite independent, as you know well. So enjoy taking good care of them and receiving their love. They are a blessing in your life.